fix yourself. Why don't you go fix yourself? Here's a headline. How about go fix yourself? Go fix yourself. Go fix yourself! Welcome to the Go Fix Yourself podcast, a podcast about two guys that wasted their 20s and are playing catch-up. I'm one of your hosts, Kyle. And I'm the sexiest host, Steven. The vote is still out on that, but I'm okay with it. <laughs> I mean, okay, thank you. I thought you were going to be like... I was going to be uh, mean. Yeah, <laughs> I thought you were. That was. I'm turning over a new, new leaf. New. I'm that turning over a new leaf. Yeah. I'm trying to be nicer to people's faces. Oh. But behind their back... <laughs> I'm going to be That's worse. so good. I love that. Yeah. It's just build people up. Just really build resentment for those people inside your body. I have this tattoo that says, build people up in public, tear them down in private. Where is that located, that tattoo? It's a tramp stamp. Ooh. It takes up a lot of space. because Let's I got, post that on Instagram. Yeah. I did aerial font. It's yep. huge. Oh, we just lost 30 followers. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, last week's topic, we dove into guilty pleasures. That was kind of fun. Got some yeah. messages about people telling me their guilty pleasures. Yeah, did you get any new ones? A, a couple. Somebody said, surprisingly, um, golf, which I'm like, you're wrong about what? that. <laughs> that is that is one of my favorite. That's just pleasures. a pleasure. That's, That's just a pleasure. pleasure. That's not a guilty. Pleasure, pleasure. Pleasure. Yeah. Pleasure. <laughs> this week, we are diving into something slightly different. We're not trying to fix something this week or, or kind of change something yeah. in our heads. We are talking about something that's actually effed us. Oh. Fixed us. <laughs> that's a, I love that. And yeah. we're talking about books that have either affected us, changed our lives, or just something that stuck with us yeah. that made us maybe rethink our I, I mean, every topic that we talk about is either something that we don't know much about and we want to change what we know about it, um, something that we are, um, we find ourselves doing, like guilty pleasures, like why mm-hmm. are we feeling guilty about pleasure, or something that we have learned that we kind of want to talk about, yeah. right? And so this is, I would say, we've learned or we've read something that we've enjoyed and we like to kind of pass that information on to Whoever's listening. Yeah, so the, I think the idea for the structure is this, is Steve and I are going to go back and forth on a, on yeah. books that have really done something to us. Yeah. And I like, think... Uh, I th- what do you mean, done something to done us? Done something to us where it's they've either touched changed... A, they've they touched, touched me in more ways than one, <laughs> some of the books. Yeah. But I think it's just, you know, a few of the books that I'm going to bring up have changed the way that I think about stuff or have... Yeah have either caused me to start investigating something further, whether that's, you know, entrepreneurial, whatever it may be. So yeah. so how are we going to do this? Are we going to like rank this as like the first book we talk about is like the number one book? No, no, no. I think like, that's too much pressure because okay. I, don't, I don't know that we've, you know, there's a lot of well, books out there we haven't when read. We, when we talked about this topic last week, I was like, Oh, this, this the first book that's on my list, that's the first one that came up. Sure. I mean, obviously, whatever you think of first probably was the one that had yeah. the biggest effect. So I think what we do is you say the book, you know, the author, and yeah. something about the book, why did it resonate with you, and why people should go read this book if they haven't already. Yeah. Okay. That's essentially like... I like that. The um, nutshell. Yeah, because so I mean, basically what I did is like, I actually printed out some some stuff. Ooh, if you can hear the old papers, uh, I actually printed it out because there was a lot of information and like, I don't know, it's kind of like a book report, right? And I just kind of wanted to share some of the information from each book. But also like I didn't want to like miss much. It was so hard to pick books too because like... It was super easy for me. Oh, really? It was, took me... Because I was like, I could have picked 10 
10. I could have. You've read 10 books? <laughs> I'm reading nine. I'm on the 10th one right now. Uh, just every, every book has changed Berenstein my life. Bears. <laughs> every book. Yeah. Uh, the, the Mouse and the Strawberry. Uh-huh. Uh, Cat Dr. in the Seuss. Hat. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, Dr. Seuss yeah. really did a number on me. Oh, man. Um, you know, I, I guess I could have gone even childhood. But no, I there's just a bunch of books that I was like, you know, when I started diving into it and I had to go to my Kindle and kind of see what I read because like some of these books have been years. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. And so I actually had to go remind myself like, wait, okay, why did I enjoy that book so much? Like I remember journaling about this first book and being like, why did I enjoy that so much? And so I kind of had to go back and kind of like refresh myself on why I enjoyed it so much and why I think it changed my life. Sure. Right. Because that's what I went with. I went like, you know, that's what we said. Books that have changed our lives. And it's like whether a lot or a little, it's kind of like what I um, was thinking. Yeah. Well, What's do your, you want to dive in first or you want oh, me to go? I kind of want you to go. I want to see what you, how you structure this and, and what you're thinking. So, okay. I'm going to go first. And the first book that I feel resonated the most with the idea of this podcast was The War of Art. With, oh, uh, Sun Tzu. No, no, that's Art, that's of, Art of War. War. No, actually, the War of Art. Yes, okay. Stephen Pressfield. Oh man, I get those two confused. They, they sound similar. The Art the book of War and the War of Art. Yes. And so, oh, it's like uh, st- strategic war strategies. War strategies. Okay. It's a. It, it's about a lot of things. So this is the breakthrough, the blocks, and win your inner creative battles. So essentially, this book was written in two thousand two. Yeah. Uh, Stephen Pressfield went on to author books like. Um, what is it called? There's Hell. two more, right? Yes, yes. I was gonna. Yeah. I was gonna get in 2011. He wrote the follow up to that called Do the Work, but he wrote um, Legend of Bagger Vance. Mm, um, he yep. wrote this other one that was about the Battle of Thermopylae that 300 is based on. Um, I want to say that was called Gates of Fire. Anyways, so this is a guy that Gates of Fire. I know, super, super. Man, that dark. sounds like a like a metal band album. Well, it's this is the Battle of Thermopylae. You know, yeah, it's it three hundred. A lot of blood. Um, anyways, he's a author that didn't find success till actually very late in his life. I think late forties, till he got hey. his first um, book, maybe movie deal, whatever. It Age was. doesn't Basically, matter. It does not. But essentially, he was trying since. Yeah. Very early, and it took him twenty five years to because find like success. Stephen Pressfield, I mean uh, Alicia just started like she finished reading those three books, mm-hmm. and so yeah, it's actually funny that you bring that up because it is on my list. I actually sent it to Jordan years and years ago. Yeah, we were our, our good about, friend like, Jordan, yeah, like yeah. probably eight ten years ago. I have the PDF in my email that I sent her. Oh, you have is it, you downloaded the PDF back in the day when I was. <laughs> ethically, ethically challenged. Oh, yeah. You. Um, <laughs> so essentially the overview okay. of this book is the book highlights the forms of resistance faced by artists, entrepreneurs, athletes, and others who are trying to break through creative barriers. And so he talks a lot about in this book, and it's been years since I've read this, yeah. but I still remember him talking about sitting down at his typewriter in his van, and he, you know, I probably will mess up the details of this, but he wanted to write at least, you know, one page every day, no matter if it was bad, good. And this has been kind of passed along through years with productivity is, you know, sitting down writing and doing your art, no matter if it's good or bad. It's just the practice of doing it. And he just talks about, you know, the hardest part for artists to do or creatives is to actually sit down and do it. Mm. You know, we can think all day about it. And the hardest part is 
the work yeah. and just why, doing it. Why is that? Like, that's so funny because like, even though sometimes I'm like, I'm so stoked to work on something mm-hmm. and I'll be like, I'll get to it. Well, it's like, why don't you just sit at your computer and do it right now? Yeah. It's like that block of like, why yeah. can't you just do it? Fix and do it, dude. Yeah. And so the a quote from that book that I really enjoyed that I kind of like went through and was like, what are some of the best quotes out of yeah, that book I did that, that people too for ranked? My books. It says, if you find yourself asking yourself and your friends, am I really a writer? Am I really an artist? Chances are that you are. Yeah. The counterfeit innovator is wildly self-confident. The real one is scared to death. And it just rings true kind of with this whole influencer market that's out there is the people that seem to be the most confident seem to know the least. And it's just like you look at these people that are selling Mm. you courses online and all this stuff, chances are they don't know Jack or any more than you know. Yeah. They just are really confident at what they do. and Very authoritative. Yeah. And I mean, so I know a lot of people, including myself, including you, have kind of the... um, the doubt in themselves, what is that? Uh, imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome, just thinking you're not good enough or yeah. skilled enough to do something. But that's because from this quote, you are, but you just are lacking the confidence that somebody else has essentially. Hmm. And so I just like that because I always question, am I capable of doing something? And it's like, if you're questioning yourself, that's good. Yeah. But I think most people are very capable of doing the things that they want to do. Absolutely. And it's just, you know, you got to... Man, that sounds like a, you know, I think... That's it's a good cool. reread because it it's really short. does. Yeah. Now, I I mean, we, I have it at home. Like, we, uh, we, I think we've talked about this before and it never really clicked. I was like, all right, yeah, I'll, I'll you know, I'll put it on the list and it's on the list. But like right there, right then, I was like, oh, dang, I should really read this. Yeah. Yeah. Like this should be like, I should move this up on the list. So I, I need to revisit it. But yeah. but again, this this was a book that changed me that I read a long time ago. Yeah. That I feel like it's about that time that I need to maybe revisit her. You huh. know? I love so, that. Well, that's the War of Art by Stephen, Stephen Pressfield. Pressfield. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, I'm gonna go on to my first one. And this is the first one that actually popped in my head. And just, you know, forewarning, there is a lot of efforts about to happen. Um, because this mm. one has the effort in the title. So the title is A Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Mm. And an, a counterintuitive approach to living a good life by Mark Manson, uh, published in 2016. The pages are um, tw- 224 pages, so n- not that big actually. Kind of nope. pr- pretty easy read. Um, and then kind of what I did too is I thought about when uh, for each of the books is like who is this for? And so I kind of said like for someone who feels lost or pulled in many directions because when I read that when I read this book, that's kind of how I felt. And like, once I finished it, I was like, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Like it was kind of a light bulb moment, right? So basically this is what it says on the website. It's the self-help book for people who hate self-help. It's as much a pat on the back as a slap in the face. It's the first truly no BS guide to flourishing in a crazy, crazy world. So that gives you right there. It is a pretty like in your face book. It's not like padded. If that makes sense, like it's not just like, oh, here, come here. Oh, you're going, you're having a tough yeah, time. It's not, it's not it's this like, traditional pow, stuff. Pow, yeah. boom, motherfucker, I'm here. Yeah. Like that. Mm. Is, mm. <laughs> That's interesting. That was a little too much. Uh, but basically, um, the whole premise is, you know, okay, you know, giving a fuck, right? So we we say that like, oh, I, I don't give a fuck, you know. But 
basically we start to care about stupid things. We start to care about, um, let's just say like when I want to go running and it's raining, ugh, I care about that. Like that's something in my head that like I give a fuck about, right? According to this, right. this book or um, what people think, of what you. people think, et cetera, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. What I said to the coffee shop yeah. girl this morning and I said something stupid and I've literally ruminated on that for the whole day. So mm-hmm. this, this book is kind of teaching you to basically give a fuck about the things that you really should care about. And like, don't give a fuck about the things that you should care about. So I apologize for the, the, all this language, but that's literally, this is how the book is. Yeah. Uh, I listen to the audio book. (laughs) I'm very, uh, yeah, it is very like, you know, if you are not a big swear person, like it's not the best book to read, but the information, the content is there. And so basically the, what it it started out as like a blog post by Mark Manson. Uh, and then it kind of like became this huge thing because it was, it, you know, it was like, it, I don't know, it resonated with a lot of people. Um, so I'm just going to read a few things I, I found were, you know, uh, kind of off offline. Uh, subtlety number one, not giving a fuck is not about being indifferent. It just means you're comfortable with being different. Don't say fuck it to everything in life, just to the unpo- unimportant things. All right. So that, that's a good one. That basically just said what I said, um, but that said it a lot better. Subtlety number three. Whether you realize it or not, you are always choosing what to give a fuck about. The key is to gradually prune the things you care about so that you only give a fuck on the most important of occasions. Of occasions. Um, and then just a few other little things. Like we don't always control what happens to us, but we always control how we interpret what happens to us as well as how we respond. So basically that's, that's the premise of the book is it walks through like, hey, you know what? The little things, don't sweat those things. Give care, like you want to care about your family and your friends or the stuff that you're doing, the projects that you're doing. Care about those things and put more time into that. Don't waste any more energy on the things that don't matter in life. And so with that comes a better and happier life, technically. Um, So yeah, that's kind of the book. That's like kind of what, uh, it was a really helpful book to pull me out of a, it wasn't a dark time, but it was just a time where I just felt like uh, pooled over here and over here and over here. It's just like I wasn't sure what to do, what direction to go. And it just kind of helped me like start to hone in and journal a little bit more about, you know, uh, things that I really mattered about in life. So, yeah, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck by Mark Manson. I recommend it. Yeah, I listened to that in the car Every day for a little while, it didn't take very long to listen to the audiobook. And yeah. you are correct. Are you, there is a lot of F words. Are you an audiobook person? <sighs> I'm trying not to be. I was for a while, and I have a bunch of audiobooks yeah. that I still have to burn through. But there's just something about reading the words, I think, is a little bit better. Audiobooks are great for time crunches and travel. But yeah. other than well, that, I got to have the book. The reason I ask is. This episode is sponsored by Audible. <laughs> Audible. <laughs> no, just kidding. It's not. We're not. No, yeah, we're it's, not. It's, there's no way. There's no way. We're going to get sued. <laughs> Great. Like, you mentioned on, on your podcast. No yeah. way. Don't happen. No. Nope. Audibly. Audibly. All right. So that's two books down. Yeah. Um, I think we got time for a couple more. Yeah. I was kind of torn Let- because 
I don't want to. I, I think maybe we just don't go into too much. Of I'm the not going to go into too much detail on. I'm I'm going to give you a two for one. Two books. Oh, <laughs> that's how I like quick. it. And these are ones that I've read. That's rel- a guilty pleasure. Two for one. Yeah. Oh God, I don't want to know. <laughs> two for one. Here we go. Uh, Empire of the Suburb Moon, and I've talked about this before oh, and other yeah. stuff by S.C. Gwynn. And essentially, I think you actually mentioned this our first podcast. I Maybe it's, think it's in we our were, first five at least. And up in there, the top yeah, five. Yeah, could be. So this was uh, is essentially about Quana Parker and the rise and fall of the Comanches, the most powerful Indian tribe in American history. Um, essentially, the story revolves around a white woman that was kidnapped by Comanches uh, back in the day, obviously. And the white men try to go rescue her. They find her. She doesn't want to go back. She is fully huh. ingrained in the Comanche tribe. She has given birth to the now leader of the Comanches. And whoa, they, twist. They basically kidnap her and bring her back to white territory. And she tries to escape several times oh, to go back. This is kind of the overarching theme of the Wait, story. Is this based off true? Oh, absolutely. 100%. Huh. And basically, the book outlines the Comanches and the lifestyle they lived and the brutality that they, they, put onto settlers and vice versa settlers doing to Indians. And it's a very eye-opening book to what frontier life was like back in the day. And will, like I've said before, make you feel like a pussy. You are are so weak. (laughs) Like you will never, never have to probably worry about one hundredth of the things that these people dealt with, essentially being skinned alive, you're, genitals cut off if you mm. ever ran into the wrong thing. like i'm like yeah i'm pr- i'm scared to go to cars on gamble like <laughs> you know it's a, it's, a get, it's a ghetto cars uh, around here but anyways yeah. so that book just really kind of put into perspective like complaining in my own life i felt like at the time mm. i was listening to it and i i was like my life is so hard right yeah, now i remember you, we we talked about yeah, this yeah i remember just, this like you know, oh, I got to go to my nine to five and I'm tired yeah. and I, I don't want to work out or blah, blah, blah. And yeah. you're like, I'm alive and I have an I easier rather, life than I, anything yeah, I would say, else. I would say, it seems like if you had an option to choose like work Running or for your life. get your balls cut off. Oh, oh man, that's a, that's a weighted situation. That's they feel a, the same sometimes. That is the scale yeah. of justice. Yeah. Uh, so, which one? That book really, I enjoyed it. It's so thorough and yeah. so well done. Um, there was one quote in there that really stuck out to me. Um, it says, The greatest threat of all their identity and to the very idea of a nomadic hunter in North America appeared on the plains in the late 1860s when this took place. Mm. These were the Buffalo Men. Between 1868 and 1881, basically just a couple of decades, they would kill 31 million buffalo on the plains, stripping the plains of almost and the entire Buffalo population, 31 million in just 20 years. And it, they talk about the stacking of the bodies and all of the stuff that really just changed these, the whole landscape of the area. 30 million in 20 years. 31 million. Man, they got, and we're talking, they got busy, dude. You're not talking about to, very many men Not either. only can we learn about not being a pussy from these guys, but we can also learn about productivity and getting and, shit and how done. To wipe out an entire species, <laughs> <laughs> essentially. Oh my God. And I mean, you're, you're talking to like a couple hundred guys, if that. Wow. Really? So wiping out 31 million, like just 
constant and, just shooting. And they're not just standing there. Like, you got to work for your prey. Yeah, I mean, sort of. They, I mean, they were pretty good know. marksmen. They I were, mean, I guess I've never hunted a buffalo, yeah. but... Well, when you were an Indian, you would be riding your horse up next to him with a bow and shoot mm. him right in the, the lungs. Dude, and this would make a good movie. <sighs> Is oh, it a movie? No, but... What's it called again? Empire of the Sun? <laughs> Empire of the Summer Moon. Summer Moon. Yeah, so... Empire of the Sun is a movie. That's why I got yeah, confused. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so that was one. The other one was Sapiens. Um, I mentioned this one before, Yuval Noah Harari, and it's about a series of lectures um, done basically on Homo sapiens and the history from Stone Age to basic sapiens. current time. And so it's called A Brief History of Humankind. And this growing up religious, this is I didn't I didn't expect this. Yeah, well, because it really it took a long time from going to Christian school and all those things to get some of the creationism ideas out of my head mm. about Earth being six thousand years old. Yeah, I don't know why. Yeah, that was taught to me because if you really think about that, that doesn't even cover, you know. Th- that just goes back a brief period of that's time. That's a whole that podcast have. in itself. I agree. We could but touch on that, but yeah, that's a whole podcast on itself. And so it just goes through like how humans developed and, and and what's funny is talking about the buffaloes, we as humans have wiped out more species than like we can possibly yeah, count over the 100,000 years Dude. of being Dude. the apex predator. Dude. <laughs> and it's Dude. like everybody kind of, they say, there's a quote in there that says when tree huggers, uh, bad term, but yeah. when tree huggers say that we used to live in harmony with nature, they don't realize that we literally destroyed nature yeah. and we have. And we keep, and we keep yeah. doing it. And probably less now than we yeah. did before. Like Dang. that's what's crazy. Yeah. And uh, so those two books We're just were, a species of demolishing. We are, we are. We get, we get it done. We, <laughs> we are get very successful. We get shit done. You can't, you can't black that. Yeah. Uh, Interesting. Okay, so those two were... Uh, the- those were two that just kind of changed my mind on like humankind and yeah. like what we oh, are I like that. as a, That's good. As, a, as a species and like where we've come from and the, the endurance and tribulations yeah. we've come through. It's good to know our history. Yeah, as bad as it may be. Too. Yeah. It, well, that, yeah. Oh, yeah. We got some bad, I think, bad you know, history. That's weird. Cause like history is never what I always liked it when I was in school, but like never been, really been a subject that I really dive into. Oh, I always loved it. But like when I watch documentaries on historical stuff, like I'm like, eat it. it up. You just like, had bad teachers. <laughs> you were <laughs> homeschooled, right? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Mrs. Uh. Corville. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. But uh, no, essentially, didn't teach I do feel like it is the teacher's, yeah. teacher's job to make things interesting for you. That's yeah, the only reason I, mean, I ever loved history. I, yeah, I guess I guess that does make sense. But also at the same time, like there were other subjects that I got into because I was like, marine biology. I got into that, or like forensic science. But like history was never one that I could just fully grasp on. But I think I, in my older age, I think I'm because I, I never really probably respected where we came from yeah. in my head. And so I think when you get older, you start thinking about your life and where it's headed and where it's come from. And then you start to think about where we've come from as a species. And so I think and that book, everything. that book sounds like a really good one to that, kind of That was get a good in. audio book. Oh yeah. That was one that I don't think I would have read. Yeah. I, I like the story going on of him talking about it because then you mm. start kind of. Was there like, dude, You know, one thing I don't like about uh, audiobooks, like I would love to right, I have must, it be like an act, a, a movie, right? yeah, but like a they, visual, like an audio movie, like a 
produced. Yes. Like so, like there's one podcast I listened to called Blockbuster, and it's okay, like yeah. Yeah, I've, told, I've talked about it on here. Is like season one was about George Lucas, and season two was about James Cameron. So it's about filmmakers. I'm, I'm a sucker for that crap. But it was like you know uh, a narrated, but also it had like voice actors, and then like you know if they were in a big truck, you heard like a big rumbling right. and like things flying by and beep beep and. It just like brought, brought you into you the in. story. That's mm-hmm. one thing I would love, just like a full audio book of just like, you know, or even if it's just like this dude with a crackling fire in the background. And he's yeah. like, campfire. Campfire yeah. story. It baby. does bring you in um, yeah. a bit more. I think that might be kind of dangerous when you're like driving. I feel like you don't want to be too distracted while you're driving, mm. like kind of like zoning out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's why. Oh, man, yeah. yeah because I, like I if you're that. like, oh, that's what I... <laughs> 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 you know, it's just like, I uh, want, yeah. I just want, I don't know. Maybe that's not Yeah, I guess, I guess that's a good point. I do have a, a case of daydreaming. Yeah, they don't want um, you too distracted. Yeah, I get that. Okay, so let's move on. I'll, I'll, so you did two. I'll try to do two. Uh, here and so this one is a, is actually probably one that people have heard about. It's called the Four Hour Work Week, um, and even though this book was like not you know fully in depth uh, or the best book in the world, I remember this changing my life mm-hmm. because first off, when I read this book, I was um, we were in the middle of Cutting Caliber. Now, when we first started Cutting Caliber, not sure if we've mentioned this. So Cutting Caliber was our first business. Um, we started it as a website, literally of the shit we're talking about now. How yeah. we're improving ourselves or how we're trying to get business. We saw it as like a blog about like self-improvement almost or entrepreneurship or... Yeah, it was kind of... It, it, it was it, a lot of things. It's a lot like this podcast. So it's kind of like... Mm, it's this, it but it that. can be this. It could be a couple right? things. So Cutting Caliber was like a blog that we were working on. And so I was reading this book as we were working on that. And I we launched that website in and while I was in Maui, mm-hmm. uh, my first time ever in Hawaii. And I was reading that book and like getting excited about the future. And I'm reading that book on the the like the beach on the ocean. No one was around me. The sunset was going down, and I'm just reading this book and thinking about my future. And it's just like that moment is will always be ingrained in my head. Um, so basically, who is it for? The budding entrepreneur, uh, typically. So basically, it's called a four hour work week. And so I pulled this from online. It's a step by step blueprint to free yourself from the shackles. <laughs> of a corporate job. I was like, okay. All right. I mean, like shackles, a little too he much. He has worked in a, <laughs> a nine to five job. Uh, so free yourself from the shackles of a corporate job, create a business to fund the lifestyle of your dreams and live like a millionaire without actually having to be one. Uh, pretty cool. That sounds awesome. I want that life, whatever that is. I want it. And so he kind of talks about this, these new type of people called the new rich and it's like these people that are what he just calls lifestyle designing. So lifestyle design. So basically they're designing their own lifestyle and not having it designed for themselves right. or, you know, from someone else, which I thought was kind of a cool, you know, thing. Um, did you say ba- Tim Ferriss? Tim Ferriss. Oh, sorry. Yes. Yeah. I don't know if I did. Thank no. you. <laughs> uh, Tim Ferriss. Yes. Uh, podcast extraordinaire. Um, and then basically he has four steps that he kind of goes into big depth for, and it's D E A L spelling out deal. So step one, D is for definition. 
define your goal and in this life and estimate its cost. And so basically saying like um, you will envision the fundamentals of your new lifestyle, right? And what that looks like. Step two, E is for elimination. What do you need to eliminate? Your old mindset about time management, basically, like the eight hour work day, the five hour, uh, five day a week work, you know, week. Um, in, in other words, like uh, get out of the office. Um, and then step three, A is for automation. Put your cash flow on autopilot, basically passive income. Step four, L is for liberation. Um, basically, he, he he's a big traveler or was a big traveler. And so that's it was his kind of like get out and go. So liberation, get free. Um, so if you're kind of like an entrepreneur or you're wanting to start a business, um, I don't know. Read the four hour work week. It definitely changes your mind. And I think this was kind of like my, this was like one of my first like real self improvement, but also like real like entrepreneur minded book. Yeah. I mean, it's. Did you read this? I read parts of it and it's highly, highly regarded. And a lot of on, yeah. younger entrepreneurs have always kind of looked at that book as, as like the beginning template of somebody that oh, put I mean, together what. What the, most people are striving for now. I've read this book, and then I mean, like, my mind has been turned on to you know working for yourself, but also dictating your schedule. But mm. also, like, I love the idea of passive income, which I've been on you know talked about on this podcast. Is like what I'm trying to do this year is like basically get a cash flow from online, but like in my sleep, and so I, I'm not always working for my money. Right. right. I'm having my money work for me technically. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he kind of goes into depth how he did it and what he did. And like one of the things I remember, so he he had like a um, nutritional business and basically was struggling, was struggling, was struggling. He decided to go travel and take his mind off of things and basically only have a certain window a week where he worked. And the business was like, wasn't struggling, but it was, it was kind of like, oh, it's not really going anywhere. As soon as he said he did that and kind of like took his mind off of it and wasn't focusing on it like every day, several hours a day, the hustle, 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 like, and he basically made this window. He said the business started to flourish mm-hmm. because he was kind of like, he was focusing on the things, you know, go back to subtle art, not giving a fuck. He was, you know, focusing on the things that he needed to focus on instead of, you know, the stupid things that you can waste time on. Right. right? So that, that's kind of one thing I really, really liked about it because he was basically, you know, uh, you know, tells you a roadmap of what he did and how he became successful. So, and then the second one for me, uh, Steal Like an Artist, 10 Things Nobody Told You About Being Creative by Austin Kleon. Uh, and then who is this for? For anyone creative, it's 160 pages. You can read this in one day. And it's so simple because some of these pages are drawn. So he's an artist, but he's also a writer. And so he basically, you know, draws these cool little illustrations and that's a page. So it's very easy to read. Um, It actually, this book started out as a speech that he was asked to deliver to a bunch of college students. Apparently this speech went viral. And so they, like he was like asked to, you know, make it into a book, kind of do a little bit more. Um, and so basically, uh, I'm going to take this a little bit from 
the website. Cleon states that the best and brightest thinkers, creatives, and artists have always borrowed and reverse engineered ideas from others in their industry. He provides 10 helpful and encouraging points in the form of chapters that guide us towards unlocking our creative potential. Right? So right there, that kind of like, you're like kind of hooked. Right? right. You're kind of like, okay, that makes sense. If you have ever watched um, Everything is Stolen, the web series on YouTube, which he basically talks about like, you know, Star Wars took these ideas from 30 different movies and comic books and books and then kind of combine it into one big idea. Still like an artist is basically saying like, um, don't steal, don't copyright, like don't literally just copy paste, like take inspiration from that person's work and then kind of let that flow through you and kind of see what comes out of that. Um, so his 10 little, like, I won't give all 10, but like two of the ones um, I really enjoyed and I actually printed out the page. I actually saw Buddy do this and so I did it too. Uh, printed out the page because, you know, it's cool illustration, like I said, of these two chapter titles. And so number six chapter is called The Secret, Do Good Work and Share It With People. Basically saying like, create, just create. Just see what happens and, and, and then actually post it or share it with people that will actually give you feedback or talk about it or be inspired by it. Like, don't keep it to yourself. Right. Don't just like make it and then not do it and, and not show it to anybody. I have plenty of videos just like that. Um, and so I thought that was kind of cool. And I had that on, up in my office for a while. I was like, do good work and share with people. Number nine, the chapter is be boring. It's the only way to get work done, which is basically saying, um, like, have a schedule, do stuff. Um, don't go out and party all the time, right? Makes be, it hard to get that done when you're partying all the time. Yeah, be boring. Like, don't feel like you need to go out and, and do this and do that and whatever, and, or be, you know, at a social gathering, whatever, whatever it is, just be boring. And so that was kind of one of the things too, was like at the point where I was vlogging when I read this book, I was like, I needed to have that because I felt like I needed to be out. I feel like I needed to be seen. I felt like I needed to go and meet people and network and video or document or whatever I was doing. It was like, no, I can be boring and work on stuff at home and kind of uh, help that lifestyle. And now here I am on the complete opposite side. Thank you, COVID. Yeah, we have we have mastered boring now. Yeah, yeah. And so those are those are the books that I really liked. Um, those are like you know, still like an artist, subtle art, not giving a fuck, and the four hour work week um, are three books that I think have changed my life because I almost think about these on a daily basis. Actually, still like an artist too, Austin Cleon. I still. Um, after I read that book, I signed up for his newsletter and basically it's a newsletter that says like, here are 10 things I like this week. Mm -hmm. And he is so freaking creative that he comes up with his own zines. He comes up with just cool ways of sharing information. And so he's still pumping out the content every week to every Friday, you get 10 new things. And it's one of the only emails that I actually open up every week. Mm -hmm. I get multiple like newsletters, but like his, I look forward to so that's another thing to check out. You need to let him know that. Hey, Austin. Yeah, reach out to him. Uh, I, you know, that's not a bad idea. Just tell him, you know, you got this great podcast that's flourishing. <laughs> we just talked about books and yeah. this was 
high up there. It was number three. There you go. Yeah. I mean, out of books that changed my life. And like I said, I have a lot to pick from. You've read 10. (laughs) Well, I said I'm on 10. I'm reading 10. Yeah, so uh, you got your books. Uh, I had The War of Arts by Stephen Pressfield, Empire of the Summer Moon, S.C. Gwynn, and then Sapiens by Yuval Noah Harari. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think, I think that's good. Kind of, Three kind of, books each, baby. We did it. That That is a good summary. I think next week's topic is something that we've talked about briefly. Well, it's, or, I, as I, in every I literally week. just touched on it, I think. And, you know, if you're just kind of catching up and, and missing Stephen Sack, we're not randomizing our topics anymore. We are scheduling out our topics. And so we kind of know what is coming down the pipes. And so we can research a little bit better. And actually, uh, I think, you know, that helps with kind of our our research. Because now it's like through this research or whatever, last week's, I can kind of be like, okay, this will help this topic, this will help this topic, and kind of just put it away until... I'm ready to do research for that certain podcast. So next week's, you can continue, is The Hustle. And so that's going to be us talking about yeah. this 9 to... Not necessarily the 9 to 5, no. but it's what's after the 9 to 5 Bingo. where there's a huge market and a huge amount of money being made off of people telling you that you need to spend your 5 to 8 a.m. working and grinding yeah. and not sleeping and not spending time with family. Yeah. You're trying to do all of these things. I mean, and we talked about it last week too. It's like when you're not doing, you feel guilty. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, it's through all of that, you know, bombardment of like, push, 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 go, go, go. And so I think we want, I want to talk about that because we are definitely, I would say products of the hustle. Yeah. I, I mean, we still have elements of it for sure, but we've, I think adapted to to something else. Yeah. Which is probably still a hustle, but a healthy hustle. Yeah. I, I mean I, I think we have noticed that like uh we can pool. Yeah, there's balance. Elements. There's balance yeah. that you have to find. So I, I, I we're think gonna help you find it. We'll t- yeah. Oh, I like that. We're gonna help you oh, I like fix that it. A lot. Yeah, that's good. Hopefully. Yeah. Um and then you know, one thing if there's one thing I want you to do this week, you know, uh it is check out Go fix or fix yourself Friday, uh, which is our second podcast. So we're doing two episodes every week. So we have this one, which is very you know we have stuff you know ready for it. We we took notes down. We had a list of all the stuff that we wanted to cover. Um, and then Fridays is a, like a very chill. It's a conversation, informal, right? It is. It is kind of what we want to do. Um, because like we wanted to do topics of all this other stuff and it's like, well, you know what? We wanted to provide the most value to people and like how can we do that? And we're doing that with Mondays. Friday is just like whatever we want to talk about, baby. It's a, Let's talk about and everything. Yep. Uh, la- last Friday, we actually talked about um, Kyle maybe accidentally, uh, you know, buying some... Uh, Penis pills. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was gonna let. I don't it. think they are. <laughs> well, but rumor maybe. has it they well, could be. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, so yeah, go back and listen to the first Fix Yourself Friday and uh, let us know what you think. And we actually, uh, I like the intro. I'm very, very proud of that. Yeah, you did good on that. So yeah, I every, didn't do it, but I, I hired someone to do it. Yeah, every Monday we're gonna have our normal podcast, and then you guys will have something to look forward to every Friday with Fix Yourself Fridays. 
And so we're just going to be hitting you at both ends of the week. <laughs> both from the front ends. and from the back. <laughs> so on that note, we are going to let you go and we'll see you next time. On Friday. Yeah. Thank you for checking out another episode of Go Fix Yourself Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, go check us out on all streaming platforms. Mm. Tell a friend. Mm. Leave a review. Mm. And Stephen, where else can they find us? I would love them to go check out patreon.com slash Podcast. Now, Patreon is a platform for just a couple of bucks. You can help support your favorite creators and get early access to episodes from this podcast. And as always, go, go fix, fix yourself. yourself.